Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I want to talk about the 2022 NBA Finals. Last Thursday, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics 103-90 in Game 6 of this year's Finals to win the NBA Championship. This was a huge victory for the Golden State Warriors franchise, but not only was it a, a big win for the franchise, this was a huge win and a huge moment for Stephen Curry specifically. I want to talk about Game 6, but I also want to talk about this series as a whole. I want to talk about um, Curry's performance. I also want to talk about um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's performance, what this uh, series means for them, what this series means for Stephen Curry and his legacy and the bigger picture of where he stands amongst the all-time greats. And I want to talk about everything. Um, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. I know I'm late talking about this year's finals. I haven't had a whole lot of time to talk about it, but I'm excited to get into it today. So let's go ahead and talk about Game 6. And man, oh man, how dominant was Stephen Curry in Game 6. He was incredible. He had 34 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, one block, only two turnovers. He did have four personal fouls, but he was dominant offensively, um, and he had a true shooting percentage of 74.7%. He was extremely efficient on high volume as a scorer, and he had a box plus minus of 19 in this game. He was amazing. Some other guys played very well, including Draymond Green, who had 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, two blocks. He did have five turnovers, but he did have eight assists, so that's not terrible, and he only had one foul, and he was pretty efficient offensively. He had a true shooting percentage of 60% and a BPM of 6.4. He was very good on both ends of the floor. Andrew Wiggins had a solid game. He had 18 points, uh, six rebounds, five assists, but what I was most impressed by from him was his defense. He had four steals and three blocks, which is ridiculous. He wasn't super efficient offensively. He had a true shooting percentage of 50% uh, and a BPM of 8.9, but his defense was very good. Um, his passing was pretty good. He had, he had an assist rate of 18.1%, which is very good, but he was very productive defensively and scored at a decent rate, though I would have liked for his efficiency to be a little bit better. Um, Clay Thompson struggled in this game. He had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, three turnovers and three fouls, but he was not very efficient offensively whatsoever. He had a true shooting percentage of 30%, which is very disappointing, and a BPM of negative 12.1. So he had a, a pretty bad game here in game six. Um, one guy who played very well coming off the bench was Jordan Poole. He had 15 points, three rebounds, two assists, three fouls, but he was very efficient offensively. Um, he had a true shooting percentage of 58.2, and he had a box plus minus of 8.6. So he played very well in this game. And this was a, a, a big win for the, for the Golden State Warriors. They were down big at one point in the first quarter, but they went on a big run, took the lead, and never looked back. Ended up winning this game by double digits. Um, I do want to talk about the Boston Celtics. I'll look at their, their numbers a little bit. Jalen Brown... Had a very good game in Game 6. He had 34 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 5 turnovers. He did turn the ball over a decent amount. I um, mean, he had 2 personal fouls, but he was very efficient as a scorer. He had a shooting percentage of 66.3%. 
um, and a BPM of 7.1. Al Horford played very well. He had 19 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 3 turnovers, but only 1 personal foul, and he was very efficient offensively. He had a true shooting percentage of 1.2%. Um, he was so he he was averaging roughly uh, over one point per shot per true shooting per true shot attempt, which is very impressive. He was ultra efficient, um, and he had a BPM of thirteen point five. Trying to see did anybody else play really well? Robert Williams was pretty good. He had ten points, seven rebounds, two assists, five blocks, two turnovers, two personal fouls. Um, decently efficient. 50, uh, he had a shooting percentage of 56.3% and a BPM of 3.1. Did anybody play well off the bench for them? Not really. Um, Jason Tatum struggled. He had 13 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 5 turnovers, 3 personal fouls. Wasn't very efficient as a scorer. He had a shooting percentage of 36.1% and a BPM of negative 3. So he really struggled in that elimination game. And he really struggled throughout this series. He was not very good in the finals. I'll, di I'll dive into that deeper in a, in, a, in a minute. But I really want to focus on the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry. This was a huge moment for Stephen Curry. And, and, and he knew it. Because at, at the end of this game, he was in tears on the court. And I'm a huge Stephen Curry fan. And I've been watching him for years. I've watched every finals he's been in. I have never seen him this emotional after winning an NBA championship. He knew how big this moment was for him. I don't know if he was thinking about his legacy in that moment, but I think he was just really thinking about how far this Warriors team has come over the last year. I mean, in 2019, the Warriors lost um, to the Raptors in the finals. Stephen Curry played very well, but Clay Thompson went down with an injury. Kevin Durant went down with an injury. And then after that season, Kevin Durant left the team. He he left to sign, or to, he was actually traded um, to the Brooklyn Nets in a signing trade. And then Clay Thompson, he suffered another injury after that. So he suffered two major injuries back to back. So he missed two years. Um, and we know that in 2020, Stephen Curry, the year after they lost to the Raptors, Stephen Curry suffered a broken hand, missed most most of the year. The Warriors had the worst record in the, in the league that season, ended up picking in the top three, got James, James Wiseman in the draft. And then the year after that, they had the eighth seed. Stephen Curry had an MVP caliber season. He was really good. But the uh, Golden State Warriors, they um, got knocked out in the play-in tournament. They lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so they didn't even make the playoffs that year. And then just one year after all that, all that they went through in those two years, they were back in the NBA Finals and won in six games. This is easily the most impressive championship Stephen Curry has on his resume. This was a phenomenal performance by him for the series. He averaged 31 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and had a true shooting percentage of 62.6%. That is phenomenal. And what's so impressive is how good he was offensively and how efficient he was as a scorer, despite his teammates not really playing all that well throughout the series. I mean, Andrew Wiggins was pretty good. 
He had eight. He averaged eighteen nine two and around two steals um, on fifty one point five percent true shooting. His numbers were pretty good. His efficiency wasn't great, and he had a game score of fourteen point one. But nobody else on the team had a game score of ten or more. I mean, Stephen Curry was the only player on the team to have a game score um, twenty and above. Um, Andrew Wiggins had a game score of 14.1, but nobody other than Stephen Curry had a game score 15 and above or 20 and above, um, and other than, other than Andrew Wiggins, nobody hit that game score mark of 10 or more, and some guys were really disappointing throughout the series, um, including Clay, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Draymond Green. Um, Draymond Green had some big moments later in the series, like in Game 6, he was insane. He played pretty well the last two games, um, but for the series, he had a shooting percentage of 39.1%. His game score was 7.5, um, and he averaged 6 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists per game, um, along with 1.7 steals and 0.7 blocks. But, the, uh, but offensively, he was just not very good throughout the series, and that's what really held him back in the series. Clay Thompson was also very inefficient. He averaged 17 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1.3 steals per game, but only on 48.4% true shooting, which is really, really underwhelming for him. He just couldn't ever get into a groove offensively. Um, he was never super efficient as a scorer. Jordan Poole played fairly well. Um, he wasn't amazing or anything, but he was solid. He averaged 13.2 points, uh, 1.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists uh, on 59.1% um, true shooting. Um, didn't play a ton, uh, per, a ton of minutes per game. Only averaged around 21 minutes per contest. But he was pretty good when he played. Um, so shout out to Jordan Poole. Um, another guy I want to give a shout out to is Gary Payton II. He didn't play a ton in this series. Uh, but he was pretty effective when he did. He averaged 7 points, um, around 3 rebounds, 1 assist, um, and roughly 2 steals per game on 66.3% true shooting. He was really effective when he was on the court. And he's such a good glue guy. He was a fantastic role player in the regular season. And he was a very good role player in this series. So shout out to him. Um, Kev Kevon Looney, I gotta give a shout out to him. He played pretty well. Um, and just did a lot of, a lot of dirty work in this series and was super effective defensively. So shout out to Kevon Looney. Um, he's not going to get a, a ton of love by the media, but he was very, very good in, within his role in this series. So shout out to him. Um, I want to talk about what this means for Seth Curry's legacy because now like, he doesn't have anything left to prove. He finally won um, a finals MVP. He won it unanimously this year. Um, he was by far the best player in this series. It wasn't even close. I mean, to be completely honest, I would have argued that he should have gotten some votes for the finals MVP, even if the Warriors lost. He was that good. He, he dominated in, like, a LeBron-esque fashion because... He didn't get a lot of help offensively from his teammates throughout this series. And when he wasn't on the floor hitting the most ridiculous shots ever and just completely going supernova uh, offensively, the Warriors' offense was really bad, and they struggled to create easy offense. Um, 
So they really needed Stephen Curry to have a LeBron, MJ-esque performance in this year's finals just to win. Um, and he did that. So I think I think this was by far the most impressive championship he's ever won. And now he has a very impressive resume. And I think there is an argument for him to be a top 10 player of all time. And I think even if you don't think that, I think we can really start having um, the uh, a debate on who is the best point guard in NBA history, him or Magic Johnson. Um, Magic Johnson has more impressive accolades, um, but Steph Curry is he's 34 years old, so he, he has um, more. He, he still has some seasons left in him. Um, I don't think he's he's got some gas left. I don't think the tank's empty for him. Um, he could retire right now if he wanted to. Uh, because he's pretty much accomplished everything you could in, 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 throughout, in your career. I mean, he's won two MVPs. He's won four championships. He's got a finals MVP. Um, he's made eight all-star teams. He's an eight, he's made, um, he's like an eight-time All-NBA guy. Um, he's been so good throughout his career. He's got a scoring title. He's got two of them, actually. Um, he's won a title as the number two, he's won a title as the number one, we know he can be the star of a championship winning team, we know that he can play well next to star level teammates, so there's nothing really left for him to prove, um, but like I said, he can still play some more seasons, he's still got some gas left in the tank in my opinion, um, but I think he's got an argument to be the, the greatest point guard of all time, um, and a top 10 player, and I think that conversation is really interesting, um, but yeah, I was super, I obviously, I'm a huge Stephen Curry fan, so I'm gonna be slightly biased, but I try to be as objective as possible, as a, as a Stephen Curry fan, I was super, um, I was super happy for him, um, and I, and I was glad that he played super well, but as an objective basketball fan, I was just super impressed, with the way that he carried the Warriors throughout this series. I I didn't know. I did not think they'd be able to do it. After the first three games when they were down 2-1. to one, And their offense looked really bad. Um, down the stretch in the fourth quarters. I just didn't think. I didn't think Stephen Curry had it in him. I mean I knew. I was like he's going to have to have. He's going to continue to. He's going to have to continue to play. At a LeBron MJ level throughout this series. For them to even have a chance. And you know what? He did that. Um, and he willed them to, uh, <laughs> to the finish line. And he helped them cross it. So I was super impressed by his performance offensively. Um, his shot making was insane throughout this series. Um, his shooting was ridiculous. I thought like, he didn't average a ton of assists early in this series. But I thought his, his ability to create open opportunities with his teammates, even when he wasn't doing it as an on-ball passer, was still really good. Um, and his gravity was just, was very impressive in this series. Um, I can't say enough about how well he played in this series. He was awesome. And, and I just hope people give him the respect he deserves. Um, we, we need to give him his flowers because we're likely not going to see a player like him ever again. He's a very unique player. He's one of the best in arguably the best offensive player we've ever seen. 
Um, and what he's been able to do, winning a, winning multiple titles as the best player on the team, as a 6'3 guard, is very hard to do. Um, what he's been able to accomplish coming out of high school as a three-star recruit, going to Davidson, being overlooked because of his size and because of his play style, um, and still being able to come into the league, overcome injuries early in his career, and have the career he's had is super impressive. He's, I mean, I, I can't, I'm off the top of my head, I want to say he is easily the best small player to ever um, play the game. Like, and, and by small player, I mean somebody who is like 6'3 and below. He, he's the best out of all of them. Um, he is truly in in a rare group of players um, who have been able to win titles as the best player on the team multiple times. Um, not a lot of players can can say that they've done that. And he's in that group. He's in there with like Kobe, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Akeem Olajuwon, um, Tim Duncan. Um, the, the list goes on and on. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem. Like, he's in that tier of player now. Um, and, and I just can't believe it. I mean, you just don't see players his size do what he does on a year-to-year basis. Um, and to see it all, to, to see where he was two years ago, um, when he broke his hand to, to where they are now, being able to do all that, all, just... What the Warriors have accomplished in the last two years is incredible. And I hope people realize how special this run has been. Um, I'm super impressed. Before I end this podcast, I do want to talk about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a bit. Jalen Brown had a pretty good series. He averaged 24 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists per game on 54.4% true shooting. Wasn't super efficient. Uh, but he was very productive, and he was their best player, in my opinion. Jason Tatum, he had a rough series. He averaged 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists, along with 1 steal per game, which is really good, but the efficiency was very bad. He had a true shooting percentage of 48.1% and a game score of 13.8. He was not very good in this series, um, could never get a, get into um, he could never get into a groove scoring-wise, um, he couldn't create easy opportunities for himself. His finishing at the rim was very bad throughout the series. Um, and, and I was very disappointed by the way he played in this in the finals. Now, he is 24. Um, he, like, he's got so much... Um, like, he, he's got a, a, his whole entire career ahead of him. Um, I'm not going to overreact to this series. But for a guy who was arguably a top-five player in the league... During the regular season, I expected him to play better than he did. I was I was very disappointed. I thought he was going to take the leap and show that he could be the best player on a championship-winning team, but he couldn't. Um, I think his his best years are ahead of him. I think he is nowhere near the player he will eventually become. But I will not sugarcoat my feelings about the way he played in the series. He was not good offensively. And I want to see him develop as a scorer. I want to see him develop as a rim finisher. And I want to see him come back in the next couple of years and just dominate in the playoffs. Like he's shown that he's been able to. Like he has he has had some very impressive playoff performances 
early in his career, but I want to see that be more consistent, and I want to see him do that on the biggest stage in the NBA Finals. I think he's capable of it. I just want to see it. Um, I'm not going to overreact to this to this performance. Um, like I said, he's got a, a long road ahead of him, um, and I think he will be back at some point. I hope he I hope he comes back to the NBA Finals. I hope he can make it again. It is hard to make it to the finals multiple times, but he's the kind of player who can do it. Um, I believe in him, and I hope um, I hope I hope he, he's back in the NBA Finals once again. Um, but one one thing before I before I end this podcast, what a run by the Golden State Warriors, and what a performance by Stephen Curry. He's a special player, um, and. It's not. He's not going to be playing for too much longer. So appreciate it. Give this man his flowers. Appreciate what he's done throughout his career. He he's a historically great player. One of the best players ever, and, and just his story is special. So appreciate it. And that's all I got for y'all today. If you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at thewiresports.com. Wow, I cannot speak. At thewiresports.com. You can also check out my YouTube page at the wire. And my TikTok page at the.wire.sports. Um, you can check out my Patreon, um, which you can find in the link in my Twitter bio um, at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. Um, my Instagram is, is the same name, the same handle as my Twitter. So if you want to hit me up on Instagram, that's the handle. Um, anything else? Yeah, you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and I would love it. I would greatly appreciate it if you left a five-star review. That would help me out a lot. But without further ado, that's all I have for y'all today, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.